here's the problem. Greebles is still in some ways very much a kitten in that he does not do the best job cleaning his little butthole. Oh. Yeah, he needs to do a better job. I just like imagine you like on the ground with your face all over them. Yes, yes. Don't do that if you're allergic. But yes, that's my goal. Hello everyone and welcome to May We Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci-fi TV shows through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. Uh, This is episode 85 of our podcast and we're (laughs) going to be talking about The 100, season 7, episode 4. My name is Shaheen, your host, and I'm joined by my gregarious (laughs) co-hosts, Joe and Bubs. Hello. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. We also love fan feedback, so feel free to come yell at us on Twitter at MayWeGeekAgain or at MayWeGeekAgain at gmail.com. And of course, we always post the episodes to Reddit in case you enjoy long-form discussion. So, great to have you guys here. I'm back. You're back? <laughs> um, With I'm a back. vengeance. Such vengeance. I, uh, yeah. I had so much to say that I, I decided to wrangle. <laughs> Alright. So <laughs> um so we usually start with giving some information about ourselves and a quick icebreaker game. Um this week's icebreaker game is um the following. <laughs> uh word has come down that um uh that we don't have icebreaker other than the fact that um Bubs has never watched Star Wars. So, um. so so for context, this came about because Bubs um asked something about what are those things, those those soldiers in Star Wars, what are they with the white helmets? And I call them white power rangers. What the, yes, white power which I mean to be fair, they were modeled, they were supposed to like be a reference to Nazis, so I guess white power yeah. rangers. Comma Rangers is is somewhat appropriate. Um, so uh, Capital Chick from last week's pod was like, "Oh my God!" For the icebreaker, have Bubs give this give a summary of Star Wars, ex- like a really quick plot outline of it, since she's never seen it, but is aware of it pop culturally from like you know commercials and toys and whatever the fuck else. Yes. So, okay. yeah, go. Um, okay. So, I did try to watch the first one twice, um, but all I remember is there was a lot of sand and then I fell asleep because sand makes me sleepy, I guess. <laughs> so, that, you saying the first one, that could mean A New Hope, that could mean The Phantom Menace, and I want to say maybe there was there was a fair amount of sand in, um, fuck, uh, what was the first one of the new, the new trilogy, not, um... Not Rise of Skywalker. Um, no, I'm pretty sure she means the uh, number four. Okay, so A New Hope. Yeah. Did it look old, Bubs? Yes. Okay, so probably A New Hope. Um, so, um, in a planet far, far away, there uh-huh. is a lot of sand. Uh-huh. And um, people are there, and um, somebody lives in a hologram, and they're like, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're our only hope. And 
that was like a Harry Potter howler, and then they had to do something about it, and they went to a different planet, and um, Princess Leia was there with a slug, and um, <laughs> and then they <laughs> they rescued her, and they fought the White Power Rangers, um, and then... <laughs> In the middle of it, there was confusion because um, somebody was someone's dad and he didn't know. Um, and also, <laughs> people were siblings and they didn't know and I think they kissed. Um, that's the part I Which, interested. of course, is what you remember <laughs> about all of this. Um, and then they went to a planet with teddy bears. And then there was a planet with bigger teddy bears that go like, or something. Um, and <laughs> then... Um, Princess Leia's daughter, Natalie Portman, had funny buns, and then um, a little kid became a big kid, because that's called growing up, Um, and then they beat the White Power Rangers, and the Black Power Ranger, oh no, that defeats the White Power Ranger (laughs) line, Um, the, the one with the funny mask that goes... It is somebody's dad also dies and then everyone's happy. That was, I mean, apart from, from some like glaring inaccuracies, that was actually pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I did see The Force Awakens, but I'm really not sure how that fits into the rest of it. Oh yeah, Force Awakens. That's one that I was thinking of. That there is also sand. I, but I really, I like. I remember in the um, there's scenes in the Force Awakens where I literally was on my bed jumping up and down because I was like, "This is so good." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> well, right. I, I'm sure somewhere that's... in there is our cold open. <laughs> um. Okay. That's our oh. icebreaker and and. Article. I wanted to give a shout out to Traconius, which I'm probably not saying that right on Reddit, because he submitted to have a storm in Europe named after Octavia. And I think the way it happens is like you donate money and you, you get queued up on a list. And so they'll name the storms after these people on the list. And anyway, Octavia arrived. <laughs> and so that was really exciting. So good job. Where, where in Europe? I think... Germany? He can correct us super wrong. He can tell us more <laughs> on our um, episode thread on Reddit. <laughs> All right. All right. So, the ice has been broken. <laughs> um, the ice sand. on Hoth. <laughs> the, the, I, I'm, I, Hoth. And the ice on, on Hoth. See, that's that's a Star Wars joke, Bubs. <laughs> the, the what? The Is ice that where on the, Hoth? Where the big teddy bears live? Um, there is a big, arguably teddy bear, but he was not super cuddly. Oh. No, but the one that was, the, that flies planes, and I guess he's more of a Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Um, we should move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, this episode, um, as I said, is episode four of season seven of The Hundred, and it's called um, Hesperides, um, directed by Diana Valentine and written by Sean Crouch. So let's get into overall takes. Um, just, um, what did you guys think of this episode overall? Um, who wants to go first? I only have one, so I'll go really quick. But, um, so this is like 
we're on episode four and we've had three five to ten year time jump montages. <laughs> and I think by the second one, because there's two in this episode, I was just like, or no, is it four? It might be four. Um, anyways, um, it's just, I was like, seriously, we're still here. We're still like doing the whole gardening thing. We're still, I, it was kind of like, not that there were good moments within all of that, but it, it was just so repetitive in like, it was kind of frustrating. I don't know. Um, I know he asked for character moments, but like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Get me a little more plot. Jesus. (laughs) I never thought I'd say that. (laughs) You guys, there's no winning. Uh, there is no winning. Well, um, there, there has to be somewhere between <laughs> three, ten, to whatever. <laughs> there has to be an in-between. Yeah. All right, what about you, Joe? Um, so, there, there are definitely parts that I'm a fan of. Like, I like the anomaly stuff. I like kind of what were, you know, the sort of threads that we're getting of, like, level 12. And, like, obviously, you know, that's kind of, like, spinning gears in my head about, all right, clearly this ties back to Crazy Bill Cadigan and or Allie and or Becca or, you know, like, 12 is, you know, clear, you know, always coming up and stuff like that. And so, like, I'm super interested in that stuff. But, like, it's really jarring to sort of feel the way that these episodes are paced and like missing characters or like scenes that seem like they were shot after the fact and then inserted back in because they cut a bunch of stuff. Like I like, we were talking about this before the pod, like I'm can't wait until the cons start coming back up and hopefully the actors get wasted and kind of like maybe let slip what the fuck happened because like (laughs) it's, it, the the stuff with Gaia and 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 Clark drinking tea like those scenes like clearly could have been filled with like what the fuck has Belly been up to or like something else or like the fact that like yeah I mean I guess Hope and Gabriel and 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 Echo being on the planet but like it would also really make a lot a lot of sense if Bellamy had been in that storyline too or like just there's just like really strange pacing issues and like the characters feel like like they don't i mean yes we've bitched about like characters like not not caring about one another or whatever before but this this kind of feels like on like a really weird meta level like not just writing but like weird weird shit so that kind of definitely takes me out of it a little bit but at the same time like there's stuff that's been great like their their guest stars like their little one-offs have been fucking fantastic like orlando and we'll talk about him like great casting great great work um as much as i bitch about the sanctum storyline jason Bourne has has you know done really good work um it's just you know there's there's something fishy. There's something rotten in the state of Denmark, as <laughs> as as Hamlet might say, if we're going to say Orlando is from <laughs> Shakespeare. However, I believe that maybe there's an argument to be made that the name comes from a different piece of work. Anyway, that is my, that is my, oh, one other thing. I would like, before we get into this, that we call those Bardo soldiers with the helmets, the Bardo bees, um, because they have like honeycomb masks and I'm drinking a beer with a bee on it. So really, the Bardo Bees. It kind of yes. makes them sound like the Bad News Bears, too. Or the Barton Bellas from Pitch Perfect. I vaguely remember Pitch Perfect. I'm sorry. God damn it. I know. <laughs> I know. The disappointment is palpable. Anyway, no, I'm done. That goes into a theory that I'll talk about in our well-actually-slash-other-shit. Okay. 
Yeah, so um, I I mean, picking up where you left off, Joe, I mean, I feel like uh, you can tell the script has been doctored, um, you know, it, it, like you were saying, um, there are various signs for it, um, and that distracts What have you bit. noticed? Um, well, should we talk about it now? I, I guess yeah. there's no other point to talk about it i mean i i feel like so my i was telling you guys um before the podcast my theory is that originally bellamy was supposed to be on um sky ring or whatever um penance and uh and i think either he was um either um he was supposed to be what gabriel is not like he was supposed to do the things that gabriel is doing now or maybe the four of them were there, but a lot of the Gabriel's lines, what are now Gabriel's lines, used to be Bellamy's lines. And for whatever reason, Bob Morley is not playing um, for part of the season, maybe most of the season. Um, maybe he came back for, for an episode or two as a courtesy or something. Um, but uh, it seems like there's been some sort of kerfuffle and he's not playing now. I don't know what. Uh, to me, the only question is what exactly happened between them, or what is going on with with Bob Morley. But um, other than that, I think that's my theory about what happened. It makes a lot of sense when, like, there are scenes where uh, the dialogue clearly um, it, it, it's kind of um, telling. Like, it's like Clark asks, "Where are my friend?" And the guy says, "They're on on Skyring." I mean, he calls it penance. Um, and he's he, they're they're talking as though this includes Bellamy, right? So she's saying she's saying to Raven, Bellamy and Echo and um, uh, Octavia are in trouble, right? Um, and then you know Raven's like, where are they? And then they, they go to the Bartleby guy, and they're like, what? It, uh, where are they? And he's, he's like, they're on pants. Um, and they killed my people, and so on. You know, he he doesn't mention anything about Bellamy being um, on on Bardo or anything like that. And I always thought it was weird when they said the first time when Hope said uh, when they got here with Bellamy, they they used the portal, they used the anomaly to hop um, to Bardo, and I I didn't understand why exactly that would be. Um, that so that's clearly that seems like something they put in later. So anyway, that's my theory. I think. Um, but other sorry, uh, just to finish my overall overall <laughs> takes, I I am actually uh, I'm glad that um I'm glad the threads are coming together. This is actually something I I I thought would make you guys happy. Oh, I am. Um, like I'm glad they're the, getting the, the fuck off Sanctum. Oh, thank God. Except for last. Yeah. Week. The. The, the two stories are joining faster than uh, we anticipated. You know, we thought maybe <clears throat> they would stay um, they would stay separate for half a season, um, as they as they tend to have done in the previous seasons. Like there's the you know um, a story and B story, like uh, uh, first half and second half story, and they at some point they I mean they are always sort of threatening to to inter intermingle or entangle each other with each other uh and then at some point around episode seven or eight that happens and then we 
sort of switch completely over to the second story, the most um, obvious example of that being Ali taking over from the whole Arcadia versus Polis um, politics. Right. And this has a similar structure, right? So uh, there's a weird sci-fi thingy that's going to take over from like a uh, you know good old the hundred politics stuff. Um, Honestly, I fucking welcome but, it at this point. Like Jesus Christ again, sanctum. Yeah, it happened faster, and it's happening. It's happening in episode four, so it's uh, you know, uh, and they're they're together. Raven is being Raven, um, and Clark is being Clark. Yeah. What I was gonna say was um that the whole theory of Bellamy uh, supposing or of Gabriel taking Bellamy's lines. I think the one part that like when you're saying that that struck me was. Um, after, after Echo, um, like, just executes all those, um, Barden bees, <laughs> um, that look that Gabriel gives her, like, like, what the fuck? I think that yeah. that would have been really interesting coming from Bellamy. So, I, yeah, I can kind of see that, like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that scene would have been so much more powerful if it, if it were Bellamy instead of Gabriel. Like Bellamy staring at Orlando with just shock and remorse, and you know, you can imagine is what's going through his mind. This is you know, we're here again, you know. So he's seen this a million times before, and he's so tired of it, and he's sorry because they broke their promise. Um, and yeah, that would have been more meaningful. Gabriel. I mean, Gabriel is a serial murderer. Anyway, I so. know! I was like, what are you shocked about? You you killed children who like a were lot your of adopted, children. adopted... You're, like, adopted kids, like... And also, you have terrible taste in women. Like, Josephine <laughs> was not a good person. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Bellamy has done his own share of murdering, but... But di- um, different. Yeah. I feel like it's different. it's very different. Um, like, Bellamy could never kill his adopted child like never <laughs> yeah no it's um yeah he didn't do it under duress he just uh you know sort of calming calmly <laughs> did this for how many years 20 years 25. 25 i think we're just killing kids for 25 years until we realized that we needed to let them grow up before we body snatch them and you like the trial and error how old <laughs> right uh, yeah. Anywho. Anyways, so let's get into the um, nitty gritty. Um, so we can, I guess, just go in the order of the run sheet. <laughs> so we start with the um, stuff on Skyring slash Penance um, with Hope and Dev, and then we go into stuff on Skyring slash Penance with Hope, Gabriel, Orlando, and Echo. Uh, and then we'll talk about Sanctum. Um, good? Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Alright. Cool. So, let's talk about Hope and Dev. Um, well, my question is, did they bang? So, I asked that too! Ask, we gotta ask, right? We always have to ask, and like, yeah. obviously. So, on the one yeah. hand, I, I had in my notes, I'm glad that they didn't try to make it creepy romantic, because like, you know, he was a grown-ass man, and she was, you know, 10 or whatever when they met, so like, you know, 
that would be weird and creepy. But at the same, at, at the other time, like, you know, she was an adult afterwards, but at the same time, then, like, he had gray in his hair, so he was at least, like, 40, right? Like, at least, uh -huh. theoretically, when, when he died. So, you know, them getting together is still kind of squicky, but, like, I wouldn't put it past them. But I'm glad that, like... I'm glad he wasn't Look, put on, I mean, on 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 penance for being a pedo. Like I'm glad that we like that would have escaped been really that. unfortunate, right? Oh Where you're God. just like, Ugh. Ugh. Um, but uh, yeah, I like mean, you're on a time dilated planet. That there's no one else. I mean, what do you what do you? Expect? I, yeah, I mean, like I I posit that they could have banged. I appreciate that the show did not like put yeah. that in front of Linger us in it yeah um but well i mean as jason rothenberg said to explain the becca relationship there aren't a lot of options in cabin um and when push comes to shove <laughs> um i mean is hope a virgin she reads super asexual to me yeah. so like yeah i don't i don't know maybe maybe death yeah, was I mean, gay they, i don't know you could make the but argument she, that he is more of a father figure to her because he kind of raised her. Um, at, at, on the other hand, they, I don't know, they, maybe this is the acting, but they seem kind of uh, to have a special bond of, of another sort. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm just, I have really bad uh, radars. I mean, it was a very <laughs> intimate scene when he was drawing um, the SoundCloud rapper tattoos on her face. Yeah. Sound uh, yeah okay, and the way he was talking as though he's he was like let's let's save them and come back home, like whoa you're now part of home now is like he he kind of invited himself yeah I don't know maybe that was discussed before <laughs> off screen home is each other um, <laughs> I I do I do want to point out that that and this was something that I either saw on Twitter or Reddit um because somebody somebody mentioned this um that the logo on Deb's box, like how it was that Phoenix or whatever, um, that, that the logo on Deb's box was, uh, like you could flip it upside down and it actually looks like the second dawn logo, but like where, where the rays are coming out from the second dawn, they turn into the Phoenix feathers. Mm -hmm. So like, we're, we're definitely, I'll get into, you know, some conspiracy theories. And I agree with Selena Wilkins review quite a bit, um, in her assessment of, of Orlando, but just that, you know, something something wonky is happening like we're getting a lot of threads kind of i i hope that there's a fucking payoff to all of this Ugh, please <laughs> um yeah. and my only other note for this section is it took hope eight years to get the knife throwing down like jesus <laughs> i didn't even think about that well, like, I mean, because, you know, she gets the knife and then it cuts and she's an adult. So, like, I get it. Like, she probably got it beforehand. But, like, maybe they could have, I don't know, shown her getting it as a child. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't really have too many notes for this section. People really liked it. There was a music montage. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are some other comments you guys have about this? Um, I, so. What did you think, Barbs? I think that. It was well done in the sense of a time montage. Um, I think that the they did really try with the emotional beats, and I did feel some of them. But at the same time, I, I think it was the whole time I was like, it, it's like watching a pilot for a different show, and this isn't even the backdoor pilot. Um, and so I'm like, because 
So we just met Hope. Literally, we just met her. We don't know anything. Well, I guess we know a little bit about her now. Um, and we're daisy chaining her character um, to Dev to introduce him. And it's just like, I, why? I don't understand. Um, and then he dies in the end of the episode. So it was kind of just, I mean, why was this not also something that happened off screen? Because one of the things is like when you're introducing, um, it's very different between an, a new character and an established character time jumps. Because an established character, you know, you know them, you know where their journey is. When you do a time jump, you missed stuff. And now you have this weird, like, point A to point Z, and you, you like, don't, you have no idea what happened in between unless you're shown it. Um, and if you're not shown it and just told it, then you don't feel it, but you, I guess you know. Um, with new characters, you don't need the play-by-play. -play. They're new. They're introduced and, like, then you kind of get to know them little by little. But it's like, it's like they try to not make the same mistakes as they've made in past time jumps, but it's a new character. You don't, we don't need to have like the entire encyclopedia about their childhood. <laughs> um, so that was like, I mean, the lead characters had nowhere near that many like flashbacks. I think they had like one flashback each. Um, and so the fact that we're getting multiple episodes showing um hope's development it's i mean it's it's an interesting choice that i don't really understand is is where i'm at with that but you know the little actress does a great job dev is hot as the internet has agreed <laughs> um and also in the corner of hope's bedroom was a drawn little rainbow so either ditavia happened or fingers crossed or hope might have feelings for a lady at some point. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's June. It's Pride. I was actually going to ask if if Dev was considered hot. Like, I, I, <laughs> I don't. He kind of looks like the dude from Heroes and whatnot. Like, he looks like someone else to me. So I couldn't really get past the the Spotify rapper tattoos that he had. <laughs> um, and, you know, his cool kid, uh, bar like, uh bomber jacket or whatever but uh, you know your take and i guess the other take of people who like dudes clearly dev is <laughs> nice dreamboat yes dreamboat got it got it got it um, <laughs> i mean who knows maybe, I... maybe hope did get it but yeah again the age thing creeps me <laughs> yeah i mean I, it's I, uh... iffy it's iffy <laughs> yeah yeah what were you saying for you? Uh, sorry i wanted to um Go, I wanted to say, going off of what you said, Bubs, um, about the montage, I feel like, and, and that wasn't the only montage in this uh, in this episode, right? There were, other ones. there were so many montages, like, or so many stories they were trying to uh, cram into this episode that um, a lot of the emotional uh, moments that you were mentioning were kind of compressed together um, in a weird way. Like, that scene... Um, where Hope is like, get out! And then she immediately runs and hugs him. Mm -hmm. Children uh, are complicated. They're very I confused. mean, just give it a second or something. Like, that was just weird. Um, I feel like, like, normally it would be like, get out, and then the next day she'd be like, okay, you know, no, I won't need you, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but it happened, like, in a second. That, to me, was, like, a most jarring indicator that um, this is just like very compressed storytelling. Um, 
yeah so anyway uh any other points about um hope and dev that you're uh itching to talk about um no i mean you can mention your right. uh, your stormtroopers line there. Yeah, the the thing that else. started all of me having to say what I think happens in Star Wars, <laughs> which was just I I was saying like we learned um, in this episode from their interactions that Bardo is like a fortress with lots of stormtroopers, um, which is I mean it's interesting when you think about like this is supposedly a cult that people are super de- or oh, sorry a religion that people mm-hmm. are super devout and usually it's like you would think, I don't know, if they're all in the same religion, why are there soldiers? They should just all be like... Well, except that it turns out that they're they're getting ready to possibly fight the last war of mankind, which... How, did interesting. It, how would it I ever think, be the last war of mankind still exists? <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I think that that actually goes into your, well, actually, your, your, your theory pretty well because you know something similar Mm -hmm. happened when when Allie was trying to chip everyone right Mm -hmm. like by force if necessary so I think I think you might be onto something do you want to like just say it yeah so I guess um and this was inspired because I was reading Selena's review and I loved like all of her theories um and I was thinking like well maybe if it's if it's not like if like thinking of the chips used differently um maybe instead of holding memories you can kind of make a giant hive mind (laughs) um and they do look like bees and they look they have the honeycombs right (laughs) so yeah bardo bees um bardo bees so i think that that because yeah once they're all of the same mind i guess there wouldn't be conflict everyone would be a people they'd be ants in a trail um I mean, maybe. I mean, um, that's very interesting. Um, I just didn't see when they when they were all together. You know, all the Bardo bees uh, and Orlando. This is gonna was catch there. on. They <laughs> they didn't seem connected. Oh, like, um, not yet. It hasn't happened like, yet. That's what they're trying to do. And I think maybe once I you see. get to level twelve. Is, like everyone has to get to level twelve. It, that's when you become part of the hive mind, and I think maybe like when a little bit later on we find out about the the what do they call it the met the memory mm-hmm. the MCAP MCAP um, yeah. sounds like a medical test. Um, <laughs> they oh I lost my train of thought saying that shit. <laughs> oh, so the mem the MCAP. Um, captures all of their memories so that everyone can have it yeah so it's like all in the hive mind like so they're building the hive like well maybe either they're building the hive mind or level only level 12 has it um so so fun fact and and this this just has to do with a little teaser of something that i was like hey if you watch she-ra and the princesses of power the final season is definitely like speaking to the hundred and doing stuff and uh, like in some ways shading the hundred or trying to say this is how you should have done that storyline <laughs> there is totally like a hive mind like char- like plot story mm. of just like there's clones and people are actually using the word chipped and like become part of that hive mind so mm, maybe maybe 
maybe Jason's a secret super fan of Shira Princesses of Power and they've just been like talking back and forth. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, I got nothing else on on Dev and his child bride. <laughs> All right. Um, well, then let's move on to the later storyline with uh, Grown Up Hope and Gabriel and um, presumably or uh, possibly what would have been Bellamy, um, <laughs> Orlando, and Echo. Um, yeah. So this, um, they're still trying to get out of there, and apparently. The only way out of there is to really befriend this dude. Um, so, yeah, that was... I never actually understood what the deal with Orlando is. Um, what do you mean? Well, for one, why is he obsessed with Hope? And that was Hope? a weird thing. Like, that. that was definitely an odd... Yeah, like that was the one. I mean, thing it's that not just a one-off sense. thing. It's this was he's like, like praying he had to a, a doll. doll. Yeah, yeah, like he called Hope, and apparently he was referring to Hope. The the yeah, because he was know, like she Hope, likes pumpkins, character. and you're like, huh. yeah. So and, she, and he saved hive her. mind, <laughs> hive mind, or or he like or he knows what Dioza's mind and Octavia's minds shared you know based on hope's childhood but the but the but why he would be obsessed with her is kind of a question Mm -hmm. Mm. um i i personally liked selena's theory that um orlando is not orlando and is possibly bill cadigan or something like that like somebody else super high up like that he was a plant there um but coming off of that like there was the scene where after Hope pretends to drown and Orlando saves her and then they eat, what was it, jellyfish etouffee or whatever. And um, Orlando at the very end was like, you know, as he left, you know, ooh, this big line of like, you know, it's a shame that your Navy SEAL mom didn't teach you how to swim. How, like, unless he was from Earth or like chipped or like is, is, like you know his consciousness has come from earth or you know some sort of like there's no way that he would know what a navy seal was Mm. like that was a weird thing for him to know i didn't think about that Mm. (laughs) that's a good point well aren't these people still kind of plugged into our world I mean, but if he was born, like, if he was like any of the other people in Sanctum, and he was born, you know, on Bardo and grew up there and stuff like that, like, the odds that after hundreds of years that he would happen to know what a Navy SEAL, what what an American (laughs) Navy SEAL is, is odd. So I think, I, I, I think that there is some credence to him either being, knowing about Allie or Becca or Crazy Bill Cadigan, like, somebody from Earth, much like you know, Gabriel knew who who Dioza was. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. I like the idea that when they take all the memories, that, like, somebody, like, who has access is bored and puts together all these, like, um, movies based on people's, <laughs> like, experiences. And because I guess they, I don't know, people aren't making movies anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> all right. Um, I also feel like, like, this sort of thing would have been, like, this whole little let's hang out on this planet and, you know, see what's what. Like, 
I feel like it would have worked last season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they spent so much, they wasted so much time and plot on the Sanctum politics that, like, were already kind of going downhill and what people wanted to be watching. Like, it was not a good story. Um, yeah. That not just, like, teasing what the anomaly was, but actually, like, getting into it a lot more. Like, this would have been, like, a really interesting sort of, like, okay, here's some characters, let's spend some time with them, like, on this. It just would have worked better for me last season. Yeah, I think if they could have sent this group last season, yeah, had everyone else wrap up um, Sanctum stuff midway. And, like, I, I, I'm, like, proposing that we go faster, and I know that I complain about that all the time, but it's, like, they really have this ambition to get through so much. Um, but then waste time in other ways. Wait, like, yeah. Like, I, I think I wrote in my notes that, like, it, if Jason was trying to prove that he didn't need 16 episodes, I think he's proved that <laughs> in these last four episodes. Um, because it's just, I mean, we're spinning our wheels. And I, I don't think what we've gotten out of it has been sufficient for the amount of time we've, like, stewed in it. Um, I don't know. I... So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a weird pacing. It's a yeah, it's a weird pacing thing. Um, I do like again, just getting back to because again, yeah. I only really have theories on Orlando. Um, <laughs> so everyone, everyone's talking about how uh, you know, it's a it's a Shakespearean reference to As You Like It, but like, what if, what if, and here's crazy, what if it's actually a reference to Virginia Woolf's Orlando? Which, if you read the Wikipedia page, it is the adventures of a poet who changes sex from a man to a woman and then le- lives through centuries, like, as this character. And, like, experiences, like, all sorts of moments in, like, important, his- you know, historical moments in time. And, like, what if, hear me out, what if Allie was on board Allegis 3? Like, Allie was, you know, mm-hmm. on Earth. Like, it's entirely conceivable that Becca put, you know, because we already know that Becca was involved in Allegis 3. Like, what if she put a copy of Allie on there and, you know, make humanity better or whatever? You know, that's still the the the, the mode of Allie. Like, that she would have had no reason to, like, kill the Allegis crew members. Like, it, there were not too many people um, on the spacecraft. And so, like, what if Allie is, like, actually you know, the hive mind, in which case, you know, maybe the name Orlando does kind of, you know, fit in a little bit better if we're talking about Virginia Woolf. Not a poet necessarily, but, you know, someone who lives for centuries through important, you know, mm-hmm. things. I don't know, just putting that out there. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I, mm. I like it, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> of course, because it involves Allie. And like, why does everyone fucking play chess? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great question. That's all I got. I mean, I, how many people play chess with Wealth, Jaha, Clark? Um, who did you say? Shadehead. I mean, chess Shadehead. is a game that has survived, you know, many centuries and, you know, has, has sweeped the world. Um, so it's uh, it's not, you know out of the realm of possibility that it gets preserved either, even after an apocalypse. Mm. Well, Kane never <laughs> um, played. Soon yeah, but Kane was the worst. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> You're welcome, by the way, for, for that setup. <laughs> um. Um, 
Okay. Yeah. Um. So like Orlando was the most. The, I, Orlando was the most interesting person. Oh, in this whole thing. I know. I wanted to say. Um, uh, the actor who played Orlando was fantastic. Um, I was really. I don't know. I thought he was like weirdly charming, <laughs> and he had like eyes that didn't look the same direction. So I think he did a great job. Like when he um, lays Echo out on her back, I was like, "Oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. I like him." <laughs> so, so I know that you've bitched about Echo's like big theatrics acting or whatever this season. It, like I'm definitely noticing it like she's just like gesturing wildly and like it's so weird because she's always been super muted before that like she's always been a very like echo or the way Tasia plays her has always been very guarded and like other people you know read that as like very muted or whatever but like it's super weird to see this season her like grand theatrical gestures like big feelings I I I don't under but why? But you know, why? like what? Why is I just this season's super People puzzling change. to me. <laughs> yeah, but they don't apparently um, because I guess we have to talk about that part. The whole the whole turn or yeah. not turn, just like the straight freeway, straight Californian <laughs> freeway. Mm. Um, and so yeah, we have okay. A this is embarrassing, but the first time I watched it, I didn't realize that they were like playing with Orlando to get him on their side. Um, I was like, what uh-huh. is going on? I just read it like, because A, I was live tweeting. B, I had a shit ton of beer. So I was like, wait. I, I was like so confused. And, and like, I was like, they're hugging? They just met. Like, how much did I miss? Like, I, so anyways, their hugging was fake at the, after, um, what is, okay, Sorry. When Hope goes to, like, fake drown, and after Orlando, quote-unquote, saves her, and Gabriel says something like, um, we're your family. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) through all of that, I didn't realize that they were putting on a show for Orlando until I rewatched it. Um, So... Oops. That explains a lot about your live tweets, yeah, to be honest. Right? Right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to fix them. I deserve to look like an idiot because I totally missed what was going on. Because you're half paying um, attention and drunk and in front of exactly, people. Exactly. Which is honestly how I love to live tweet, so whatever. Um, <laughs> and so I did correct it because I watched it like immediately afterwards because I just was so confused. And then I think I corrected some of them. Um, but anyways, like the whole point is they lure him in and it was... It was weird because the line of, like, how much they were tricking him slash how much they cared about him. Like, there's moments where you feel like they did care about him. Um, I think that they ended up caring about him. Yeah, well, I think... Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was an interesting plan. It wasn't, like, entirely nefarious because um, basically what Hope was saying is was... Um, let's sort of court him and try, like, try to lure him in, and then we'll all be friends and we'll love each other, and and he'll help us because we'll we'll all love each other and be like family. Because this is what happens on this planet when you're alone with any other person. There's no one else. Mm-hmm. You end up being apparently being friends with them. So that's that was the plan. So like, it was a plan to like save someone from being lonely so it's not really like that 
nefarious. Well, it was kind of, know? but it was like um, under. It's almost like they understood affection as a tool, um, and not so much something that sometimes you have to just give and not expect in return. Um, so that was that part was kind of weird about it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it has, it has, it has an interesting. Um, moral structure. Yeah. Were you guys surprised when Echo killed all of them? Um. I was confused more than surprised. I didn't quite understand her reasoning. The se- I watched it the second time around. I think I understood it better. I still don't quite understand what her reason. I mean, this is not the first time. They're, whenever like they make a quick argument for why they should murder someone, I'm never convinced. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. There's like a lot of other things to consider. Right? It's like it's, it's it's not so obvious that the only way is to to murder someone. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, because she was saying, she, what was what is her argument? She was saying that Orlando knows because he knew. Turns out he knew that that person who was killed, um, that uh, Bartleby woman, mm-hmm. um, because he knew her, then he probably knows a lot of other people. I mean, the and, fact that they didn't think of that beforehand, like right. that he it's would like, know everyone. Well, you knew that, right? Like that's not new information. And then, and then, okay, he and if he we don't kill these other people, then. He's going to tell them everything, and they're going to come after us. They're going to come after you anyway. Like, what do they think? They're just going to sneak into Bardo and, and just act chill? Like, they're, <laughs> of course they're going to know you're not them. Yeah. You know? I don't know. So, like, what are, what are you saving yourself from? I was confused. Yeah, I, I mean, go ahead. Oh, um, I mean, like, I understood Echo's reasoning, like, in terms of sort of maybe maybe for whatever reason she didn't think about it ahead of time or she thought about it ahead of time and didn't share it with Gabriel or Hope but that you know Orlando was helping them but not necessarily like whether or not they could trust a level 12 follower or possibly leader as the case may be um, (laughs) to sort of give up on all of his own people in order to help them once they actually arrived on Bardo, you know, she saw Orlando's horror when she killed and, you know, the fact that, like, he wasn't sort of unmoved by it maybe was the tip-off that, like, he is still has possible, probable loyalty to all of, you know, his people. And she made the point of saying, like, we're friends, but we're not his people. Like, I actually got that. Like, I mean, that was sound. Um, I I still don't understand it. But... Um... What do, you, I, what do you mean? What does not, understand? None of that is new information. We knew that he cared about his people. The deal was the whole time, we don't kill anybody because I care about these people, but I want you. I want to help you save the people that you care about. Right, and Echo and, was also up front saying that, like, she'll try her best not to kill people. Um, and, you know, oops, it ended up happening, and Orlando was destroyed. I understand. I'm just don't understand why, why I still don't understand the reason. Because Shaheen... Uh, six years is a long time in space, but in Bardo, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Because, like, in, right? Like, that, that doesn't make any sense. Like, um, Space Crew wasn't her people. 
And now, like, she's had another, like, five-year time jump. And um, I guess even though for Orlando, his people, I think, ex- maybe expanded to include them. Um, I'm sort of confused how Gabriel is her people, like, by that by that reasoning. Like, I could kind of... I can I'm kind just of so understand sick of this whole my yeah, she, well, cuz she's stuff. known Gabriel for like 2 seconds longer, right? So right. like what yeah, exactly. I it would make way either, more but... sense if Bellamy were Gabriel because then like at least Hope has the connection to Octavia, so like she gets folded in yeah. to She's to grandfather people. She's grandfather Which is a racist in, term like, apparently. Is it? Yeah, d- yeah, um it so way back when um you could vote but only if Excuse me. Your grandfather. All of your grandfathers were born in the country. All right. Well, fuck us for being racist, I guess. God damn it. Like, my idioms are taken away from me. And, like, not obviously racist ones. Yeah. Um, But, no, that's fair. Okay. So, what do we use instead? Um, Grandmothers? No. Because ladies couldn't vote. Couldn't vote at all. But, no, like, if it, to your point, Shaheen, like, it would make absolute sense about the my people argument if Gabriel were Bellamy because or otherwise Gabe, yeah she's known Gabriel for two seconds more because what they were on Sanctum together like that's not my people he's just along because he likes science yeah like it just doesn't yeah it doesn't track in terms of I, I get why Echo killed them that's fi- I'm fine with that quote unquote because I'm a horrible person <laughs> but like to say that like Gabriel is their people when he's just like kind of some rando not good dude that they brought along. Yeah, I think it makes it a fall apart a little bit with her killing him, but Gabriel is their people. So yeah, it just I I yeah, this whole my people your people thing doesn't make sense anymore. I'm kind of tired of it. There's no well. Welcome. Strap in. We're. I have a feeling that there. You're, you're. We're not over it yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are we? I'm just curious as to like next episode when we see um, Hope, Gabriel, and Echo go to the new place. Um, are they going to still be mad at her? Or are we going to just pretend none of it happened? Shrug. Uh, are they going to be mad at who? Echo for doing because they, you know, they were upset that she left him behind. Wait, who was I'm upset? I'm sorry, who was upset? I'm confused. Gabriel and Hope were upset that she left Orlando behind. Oh, And then okay. killed all her, his oh, friends, yeah. Quote, unquote, friends. <sighs> yeah, I, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. That's all we've got. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah, but not, but- like, I mean, a part of this is because I don't understand what, like, Orlando's thought process in the first place. Like, it, what happened exactly? Like, he's still, he's supposed to be a fanatic believer. He's a staunch believer in whatever this thing mm-hmm. is. Um, did he stop being a hardcore believer um, during this process? It sounded kind of like they were saying, well, now that you've seen the light, where are you going to go? And he was like, yeah, well, I'll just go back to Bardo again. Um, so it sounded like like you didn't, but I don't know. It's, I, I feel like that would be weird. Uh, and there were signs that that's not the case, that he, he continued to believe even well, towards the end. he said that he didn't know anything else until he met the trio of them, except, you know, 
he knew what a fucking Navy SEAL was. And like, you know, they have this idea of the war to end all wars. Um, yeah, like, it's just kind of like it, nothing adds up about him. And I'm hoping that that's on purpose. Yeah. So, yeah, it, I, I wasn't sure what was what his motive was for uh, helping them. If he's a staunch believer, then he, he doesn't want to, uh, he presumably wouldn't want to help them. Um, and if he's not anymore a staunch believer, then um, then he he should be okay with, I mean, he should be mad at the, the Bardo people, right? But it seems like he's still loyal to them and he, he still, you know, loves them or, or something. Like, these are the people who imprison him for it's complicated, what Shaheen. supposedly is nothing. Like, now he knows it's all bullshit. Well, his, like, crime was also fucking fishy. Everything about was, him is fishy. Wait, did, didn't it? What's the... What's the... He didn't respect the day of rest. Yeah. Yeah. What's the Sabbath? Called? Yeah, the Sabbath. I mean, to be fair, like, I want to say in Judaism, it's, like, pretty fucking harsh. Like, if you're, like, actually an observant Jew, like, I'm fucking not. Here I am at, you know, on on a Friday evening recording using electricity. Um, But, yeah, I think not respecting the Sabbath, like, you you kind of get in big trouble for that. Um, But he doesn't strike me as, well, I mean, considering he has face tattoos, he's definitely not Jewish. um, Or at least observant. So, something, something's real fucking... Something is still rotten in the state of Denmark. <laughs> Something's hinky. Keep... Something is very hinky with him. And again, I hope that it is actually going to pay off as opposed to something weird that happened with the writing and the editing. Yeah. yeah. I guess we'll find out. Or not. Um, all right. <laughs> so I'm the only one who doesn't understand Echo's reasoning. Ah. I think so. Well, I guess like... I was trying to, like, think around it, like, okay, so if they took their suits, destroyed the ones they didn't use, and hopped through, like, everyone is gonna be there until they drop somebody else off, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess they wouldn't have to kill them. Like, if, yeah, if they, like, took the suits and destroyed them, and then left, but left Orlando, for example, with his, with quote-unquote his people. Yeah then I guess that there's really, I mean, that's not that mean, is it? Like, I mean, he's stuck there, sure, but like... No, yeah, he's stuck there with people. He's got friends. The cruelty was leaving him there with... Alone. Alone. So I don't, that's why I'm like, I guess like because time moves faster there. Well, no, I guess that would... So even, hold on. Um, People back in the other place would come to drop someone else off, and if it was too soon... They would know something was wrong because everyone was there. Um, I guess that's the only reason why you would kill them. But like, I guess it's like I feel like the doubt well, is I enough mean, to like. There's no give way it that they try. could get. There's <laughs> no way that they could get to penance in time, like because you know a minute is a huge amount of time there. Yeah. So you know, no matter what, even if they could figure out how to get to Bardo and then be like, we left some dude there. By the time they get back there, like yeah. he's dead. Yeah. So, but at least he could have had friends. Yeah, so I... Okay, so... So it doesn't make sense, or it does make sense, or what? <laughs> so, I'm right. <laughs> but that's, yeah, no, I, I mean, love that that's your takeaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm right. 
I mean, my other, I, I totally agree with the, with what you, you, the argument you just made. My other argument was also that, like, presumably this is so that they don't blow their cover, right? So they're saying, she's saying, if we don't kill these people, then um, Orlando will tell them everything and they'll come after us. Um, which, you know, whether or not Orlando, anyway, whether or not Orlando said anything, they would have, they would have come after but also when you get to the when you get to Bardo, there's no I don't think there's much hope of staying undercover in Bardo. So you're only saving yourself for like a few seconds before they realize, oh, you're not the original Bardo Beast. <laughs> um, it's gonna happen. I by by next week, everyone's gonna be using Bardo Bees. Yes. Um, well, there's so much to talk about it for the suits, but I think we should save it for the well actually, um, where Joe okay. has a note. Do I have a note? Do you have a note? Your word. So. All right. So, anything else about this storyline before we move on to Sanctum? No, not really. I feel like we're we're moving pretty quick today, but you know, I think that yeah. that's okay. As opposed yeah. to like, a, just pretend that this is a montage passing five or ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned karate. Um. All right. So, Sanctum. Um. Uh, finally, we, there was no politics in this episode, right? There was just uh, yeah. It was weird that scene where we suddenly see them the with the corpse. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so I have a note about this. They found this. the corpse, and it's was like, whoa, was that, how, when did that happen? We, my girlfriend and I are watching in bed on Wednesday, and she made me pause the episode, because we're really bad about being, me being stoned and not putting on the correct episode, and she was like, <laughs> she legit made me pause the episode to make sure we hadn't missed a scene, or that we finished watching the previous episode, like, to find the be- dead Bardo dude, because it was just so fucking abrupt, and then no one was yeah. actually distressed at all, but like people who appear like in the credits for the show were missing like they're just like oh some of our people are meeting well missing like it wasn't a big deal like everyone was super calm and like nobody thought to like get murphy or amori or it was just like hi here's some rando so again i think that like a scene must have been cut that like would have like done something as opposed to like Oh, some, you know, some farmers found that found him. Like, but it was weird. Yeah, but I don't even know because, like, Clark is just chill the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, I what is going on? Like, is she, does she not think that they're in, in trouble? Or, I mean, because invisible people, does she know they're invisible at that point? No. No. She finds that later. But, like, honeycomb people came. And um, this was another funny point Selena made in that, like, she's like, oh, bullet holes. It must have been Bellamy. And it's like nobody on the whole planet of St. Jim, which we have not explored, has a gun. Nobody? Like, (laughs) how would we know? (laughs) He had the only gun. Oh, my God. And so that. That's a dick joke. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's the that's the only explanation. That's our brand. Oh my goodness! But yeah, I mean, she just was so like mellow about it. Like, oh, our friends are in trouble, guys. It's like what? Yeah. What? 
Yeah, that made me think of of a slightly different theory. So instead of um uh instead of what's his name? Gabriel being Bellamy, um maybe Bellamy entered the anomaly and ended up on Skyring at some later time. And that's when they find like somehow like right after they find the corpse or you know like he was there first like Echo and Gabriel get in there with Hope um, and then Bellamy gets in at some other point because it seemed like this was the point at which Clark became sort of um, agitated to go save Bellamy right? was she though? Uh, as though as though it just happened well, she was like, where are my friends? We got to go find my friends. And, you know, uh, you know, there was nothing up to this point about that. Well, <laughs> and the people who are missing are Bellamy, which, okay, if we're going to call him her friend, fine. Dioza <laughs> and Octavia. And I guess Hope and Gabriel and Echo. I Again, I, I would, apart from Bellamy, I and maybe, maybe Octavia... I don't think Clark would consider any of those other people her friends. friends. Yeah. And it's like, you'd think that she'd be like, oh my God, Bellamy. And then Raven would be like an echo. And then like, who bonded with Octavia? Somebody who bonded with Octavia would be like, oh my God, Octavia. Oh, like Gaia Miller. was like Octavia Miller. or Mill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have the people who we've seen be close. Instead of the show just pretending that it wants, uh, like, I don't know. It was so weird. Um, like if it in this case it would have made far more fucking sense if Clark had used my people. Like or our people. Yeah. Like, because that makes sense. Calling them her people, absolutely. That's like the Echo umbrella. Is of her people, by extension, Hope and, and, and Octavia and Dioza and obviously Bellamy is more than her people, but like say her person. You know, they they've got our people. <laughs> Like, that would have made sense, but to say my friend, you're like, well, if we're just reading Belark as fully platonic, then yes, I guess Bellamy's her friend, but everyone else, are they friends? Like, she, okay, she can at least say my best friend. Like, I think, I think people would be a little bit more, like, consoled by, like, my best friend. Um, but, like, the whole, like, she's just, guys, are, are, we have to, like, go help our people, um, and hey, honeycomb guys, please give me back our people. Um, and it's just... Oh my goodness. I, I you don't understand. And I was trying to like rationalize it. Like, is this the direction? Because, you know, there, there have been times in the past where Clark has seemed more of a husk than a person. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you can kind of like, if you think about like the Abby stuff that like, maybe she's, you know, she's like bearing it down inside again because she has to get to work. Like that's one thing, but like yeah. they, they just spent episodes and episodes having her mourn Abby and with Gaia with Gaia and, and like so it's just and like ignoring like the what we talked about earlier the the nuclear um pending apocalypse the whole like, raven thing being like you gotta apocalypse. go execute a dude exactly so like we ignoring all those things so, like the the emotions just feel like so weird you know if they would have like smoothed that out more so that like when we got to this point like we understand what's going on in Clark's head like have her like have a moment where She's in the room by herself and she just like tears up and says like Bellamy, like just thinking and then just like sucks it up and then goes out there and is like a cold, hard bitch. Like do that. So we have some kind of insight that like 
the emotional things that we've seen before, like the whole CPR scene that happened last season, Clark calling Bellamy for 2,199 days on a radio. Not that you've memorized. Of course not. Um, Like all these things have told us that like, and like romantic or not, whatever, like have told us that that's like a very important. Yeah, exactly. And so right now they're telling us that they're not important to each other. And we're supposed to just pretend all the things that led up to this didn't happen. And I mean, I I think that some people would love for that to be the case, but like, I have all the seasons on, I mean, they're spread off across like Google Play and Amazon and whatever, but I have all of them. I've seen everything that's happened. Like, that doesn't make any (laughs) sense. And so it's- You've watched the show. I've watched the show. So it takes you out of the moment because you're like, what the fuck? Um, Again, I I really think that there was something like super fucking hinky that happened. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, like, as we, like, get into the Bardo stuff, that that, like, irons out yeah. and, like, so, like you know, these first four, you know, five episodes, like, were evidence of that. But then maybe, like, they fix that later on when, like, Bob shows back up, assuming he fucking right. shows back up. I suspect that as, sh- as soon as Bob Morley is back on the screen, it'll normal weirdness will end. Hopefully, what if he never comes back? Like, what if Bob like, was not actually in this season? Well, oh that my was God. my first prediction. Remember, like, that's what I said last, or yeah, the first time. Yeah, about the first episode that he just dies um, off screen. We're like, well, sorry, Bell. <laughs> yeah. um, um, relatedly, do you think it's possible that? Um, I know we always like we never. Um, we we try not to criticize the actors because we see their faces, but really they're you know uh, they're as fallible as the writers and the directors and whatnot. Um, is it possible that Eliza was just not acting as emotionally because of whatever happened behind the scenes? I mean, it's I think that I think it's possible that she was dissatisfied, but like I would also point to pretty much every other actor that we've seen as also being like off Mm -hmm. like these episodes feel off Mm. like regardless of like the story because like we've bitched about story before or that stuff was handled weirdly before but every time we were like they acted their fucking asses off Mm -hmm. but like things feel weird right now yeah unless they've already been chipped and they're already all hive people and that's (laughs) going to be the big reveal like in Anaconda or whatever. Anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> every time I hear Anaconda, like baby got back. Oh my god! Same. My head. Every time. Anaconda don't want don't want you. Unless you got buns, huh? <laughs> god, that's such a good song. Um, <laughs> it's it's a banger for sure. Uh-huh. So, um, I I wanted to say, um, so I I had a couple of questions and not quite. Well, actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe they are. <laughs> um, but, like, so the Raven just, like, shoot eight people in, like, two seconds? Yeah, but she's got that cool, like, she's got guns on her arms. And she's got yeah. pew, pew, like, little blasters. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Yeah. So we'll leave We'll that talk out. about the suit like more that. in the, the well, yeah. actually. Um, I... I loved um, if we're jumping ahead to Raven at all, because um, I have I have a couple of notes. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that like we're finally getting Jordan telling someone that he was stabbed. <laughs> like I loved that moment because like all of last season he got stabbed and then he disappeared for like five episodes. And we we're like, what the fuck? Oh my god! And so like I love that he was like, by the way, Raven, I got stabbed. And she was like, 
Oh, sorry. Awkward. <laughs> it's almost like a meta commentary. Is like kind of the yeah. writers are making fun of themselves. Um, and then and then I like I also really I thought it was interesting the detail um when Raven looked into the helmet uh and saw like we saw a very specific version of Clark. Mm-hmm. Which was either from three sixteen or four oh one because it was the same you know makeup or whatever because um, you know four oh one took place immediately after and so of the people who were in Polis at and saw her like that and who are still fucking alive like it's I guess it's the memory whatever what's it called MCAP MCAP with a P um the MCAP was either Bellamy or Octavia. Um, which I think, but like, I, th- I, I thought that like, that was a super interesting choice to use that version of Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, well, which, it, yeah. It's also like, well, I mean, the makeup part of it, I don't know, but if we're talking like season four Clark, like that's, I think like that's the Clark that Bellamy remembers most because that's when like their lives were like connected, um, mm. before, you know, the whole time jump thing um in season five and they didn't really have a super a lot of times like yes they connected super with the the cpr scene which was amazing um but like it's not like simple times like it well i guess you can't call those simple times that's a little <laughs> bit of an overstatement mind control. <laughs> um but you know that's when they like were working together and they're not they haven't been working together in, in a long time now so I mean, season five, when they tried to work together, ended up being a disaster. It was not great. I mean, maybe, or maybe it was just low-key shade at, like, Clark's shorter haircut. So, like, either it was Octavia or Bellamy just being like, let's not talk about the the season five. (laughs) Bellamy's like, I always envisioned pulling on her ponytail when we were doing it. So I'm just going to keep thinking of her with long hair. I mean, yeah, kind (laughs) of. You know? (laughs) I'm terrible. All right. Well, um, there was something that I is kind of from last week, which I wasn't, you know, on the podcast um, that I wanted to say, but it's relevant to this week too because um, it has to do with Raven's guilt, right? So Raven is devastated because of what she did with the nuclear reactor, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking that this is a um, um, this is an interesting. Uh, this is a good situation to use the trolley example. <laughs> um, because, so if you think about it, uh, I mean, what was wrong about what, what Raven did? Um, it wasn't the fact that she had five people die to save, like, a few hundred or a thousand people. It was the fact that she lied to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but, but... An argument could be made that she knew that she needed to lie because when they tried to tell one crew the truth, one crew was like, eat a dick, peace out. And so, like, maybe she felt like she had to lie, even though, as it turns out, like, the Allegis prisoners were maybe more, better people than one crew and, like, more willing to self-sacrifice. Um, but I also think that it also probably partly goes to Raven not wanting to be the bad guy. Like, she always lets Clark do the dirty work or blames Clark for the dirty work. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so, yeah. like, for her not to tell the truth is kind of her own sort of sense of denial and preserving the image that she has of herself. 
which as we discussed, she has always been fucking gray. So she electrocuted Lincoln and didn't pause. Yeah. (laughs) She's done a lot of shady shit. I support most of it, but like, come on now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's a good point that, um, you know, she had some reason for doing that, um, for not telling the truth. Even without the uh, one crew story, you know, you could all you could say that she had good reason. I mean, she had a reason for doing it at the moment, which is she thought if if I tell them the truth now, they're gonna freak out and give up, and then everyone will die. Um, but regardless, right? If she, uh, it, it's still the case that what is even if it, it it was a good strategy. So this is classic consequentialism versus deontology. Classic. Just yeah. classic. Classic. Um, <laughs> consequential versus the deontology because um, <clears throat> the consequences are the same, right? So imagine that um, Octavia had told the truth. Uh, imagine she'd been like... Uh, Wait, Octavia or Raven? Or sorry, Raven. Um, I mean, they've all done shitty things. So yeah. like, I thought you could have been <laughs> leading up to something with Octavia. Right. No, imagine Raven had told them the truth. Um, what was that dude's name? Um, the welder guy who was the bank robber. Oh, you know. uh, Hatch? Hatch, yeah. Hatch, so yes. imagine Raven had been like, hey, yo, Hatch, this, uh, yeah, so I was wrong. There's more radiation than I thought. And you definitely, uh, if you stay in there, you'll die. But we need someone to stay in there and, and weld this. So now do what you see, how you see fit. And, uh, and then... Um, and then imagine they had stayed and, and done, which, you know, we, we think Hatch would have probably done anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, then they, they do the job, they would all die. And the consequences would be the exact same, right? So same number of people died, same manner of death, um, same number of people were saved. Uh, everything is the same. Consequences are exactly the same. Um, and you know, the people that were lied to or told the truth aren't alive anymore, so it doesn't matter. So in terms of the consequences of, uh, of the, you know, long-term meaning like the next like hour or so, the consequences are the same. Um, but one feels wronger than the other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like if she had said, she had told them the truth, that, 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 that feels less wrong right that mm-hmm. that doesn't even feel wrong at all right that sounds like yeah that would have been fine um even though it was the same consequences so it's analogous to like a, a trolley problem where you have so like the original trolley problem you have um one person let's say on one track and five people on the other track um and you the the, the train is already heading towards the one person you have a choice to switch or not switch, um, and either, or sorry, it's heading towards the five people, and you have a choice to either switch or not switch. If you switch, then you will kill the one person, but save the five. Uh, if you don't switch, the five will die as they would have. Um, and but then there's this alternate version. There are like all these other versions of the the, the trolley problem. One of them is where it's not a switch. It's uh, Chubby Joe on top of a bridge. Um, and hey. 
<laughs> Listen, I am working on my quarantine 15, all right? Yeah. I've had a back injury. Back off. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Um, it's on top of a bridge, and you have a choice to um, shove them down, um, the the you know shove them off the bridge, and they will fall on the track, and they will stop the trolley, according to the premise of the thought experiment. Uh, so, you, so imagine you know for sure this is going to stop the trolley. That the, you know Joe is chubby enough to stop it for sure. Um, so you <laughs> you have a choice to. Um, to shove or not shove. Uh, and people's intuitions tend to be very different. In the case of the switch example, people often say, yeah, switching seems like the right thing to do. Um, whereas in the case of the um, shoving example, most people, or I don't know about most, there, there are actual, there's actual data on this, but it, you can see how it feels different, um, right? And so what is the, what exactly is the difference? There's, the, you know, it's an interesting question to think about and I, I don't want to pretend like there's a final answer to it but you can think of some answers to why it feels different um some of them more justifiable than others like proximity like it's you know there's a difference between peeing in the pool and peeing uh-huh. into the pool that's a really good one yeah like in, in the, in the shop <laughs> i mean <laughs> so if you pee in if you're peeing in the pool no one can really see you pee but if you pee out of the pool into the pool everyone's gonna be like ew you're gross but technically it's the same thing i mean yes technically the, the amount of pee going into the pool identical yes and i mean like little kids all little kids pee in the pool so i think of it like a oh, little yeah. kid peeing into the pool oh i mean peeing in, in the pool so fun fact um uh, my my girlfriend was a long time swimmer, like you know, all through growing up, collegiate, and I know you swam too, bub. So yeah, you're gonna fucking admit to this. <laughs> they just fucking peed. Like you were not allowed to leave workout to go pee. Oh, like yeah. you, just, you you fucking pee in the pool, and they can actually pee while they're swimming. Like can people just, not pee while they're swimming? I mean, I can't, but I'm pee shy. Like everyone knows that about me. But like, yeah, no, like you, swimmers, they just fucking pee in the pool. The pool I mean, is entirely composed of pee. Sometimes I get out of the pool, but it's because I wanted to skip a set or two, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> but like, if you're in the middle of a, you pee in the pool. That's just the way it goes. So let's just, I'm just saying it's not just children who pee in the pool. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Back to the trolley problem. <laughs> Um, sorry, how do we get it, get to... I don't know. Oh, right. I was like, <laughs> arguing it's proximity, because again, right. it's like shooting, mm. like sniping someone versus being there in... Well, I guess that feels more similar in like... No, I think like, sni- like shooting someone from a distance versus like having to stab them in the gut or sh- strangle them, for example. Yeah. Like Ooh, shooting someone in a distance yeah. versus strangling is very different. Yeah. In yeah. my opinion, because I've feels- killed many people. All, all the people. I have not killed anyone. Please don't FBI. <laughs> don't listen to her. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a really good one. I mean, that sounds kind of irrational, right? Like that shouldn't be important to. It doesn't doesn't sound like a morally salient factor, um, but it, it probably is something that affects how we feel about something, right? Like the it's a, it's very different if you have to personally shove them with your hands 
you know, you're going to have pers- physical contact with the person who's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, your hands are going to be the direct cause of it um, versus, you know, throwing a switch. So, yeah, so that's one, one explanation. Um, there are other ways you can, you can um, think of uh, what the difference is. Uh, one of the famous ones is called the Doctrine of Double Effect. Um, which says that you, um, if the killing was uh, a byproduct of your action, if the death of the person was a by, in this case, or whatever the wrongdoing is, was a byproduct of, of your action, but was not necessary for your uh, course of action, um, but then it's okay. Um, if, if you saved other lives, if you uh, otherwise did, did good. Uh, but if if the death of the person was necessary for your plan to um, to be carried out, then that's not okay, right? And so you can see in the in the first example, the the other person being on the track uh, and being killed after you throw the switch, that's just sort of a, an accident. Like they whether or not they were there, whether or not the other person was on the track or not, you would have s- switched right like mm-hmm. you didn't want them to be there it's not no part of your plan for them to be there they just happen to be there when you're throwing the switch uh, but you would have done it with or without them whereas in the chubby joe case you there's it, it all hangs on them being there and being killed you know so your plan depends crucially on uh, killing that particular person it's not just that they happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time um so yeah and anyway so this is sort of analogous to, to raven's situation where like the lying is analogous to shoving right so like she had to shove them in there mm-hmm. uh, by lying to them um and and that's what makes it feel so wrong whereas if she had um gotten there got them in there gotten them in there voluntarily or um they just happened to be in there but it it wasn't part of her plan um but she was like oh shit these people are in there um and there's no time i gotta close the door they're gonna die but that's fine i'm gonna save everyone else on the planet um that would have still sucked but it wouldn't feel as wrong right so you think it's the the pre the premeditated lie is what made it so hard for Raven because like she's like we've right. talked about she's done a bunch of shady shit but she was usually pretty upfront about it so maybe right. the key to Raven's moral compass is that she needs to at least be truthful about yeah when she's gonna fuck someone up <laughs> <laughs> it's very deontological um you know Kant would say um that's the most important thing is is to be honest with the person even if it leads to bad consequences so you're in other words don't violate the person's agency even if it leads to good consequences that's not okay um to take away someone's agency and misinforming is one way of taking away someone's agency um for a deontologist that's not okay even if it leads to saving lives or whatever um and so yeah you you could think of it that's another way to think about it I guess, like, the part where I struggle with is, like, um, so you're in that position, like, Raven is in a privileged position to make these decisions, um, Mm -hmm. 
because she has the knowledge of all of this. She knows what's going to happen. Um, if it weren't for her, people wouldn't know this was going to happen. Um, and so unknowingly, we have thousands, hundreds, thousands of, I don't know how many people are there. It's right. impossible to right. tell. Right, like it's just a random angry mob and there's anywhere between like 12 <laughs> and 50 people. Angry mob, depending on her. <laughs> Depends um, and, on how many extras were available. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So like, yeah, the part that I struggle with is like, for me, it almost feels like she is violating her um, position and um, like their lives. responsibility. And their life, because like she has, she's in a spot where she can save all these lives. And um, either she ensures that she saves all these lives um, because it's the margins are just it's not like if it goes over 1500, like maybe it'll be just fine. Like it's everyone's going to (laughs) die. So it almost feels like for her to honor her guilt more than the lives of all hundreds of mob people um i don't know like I, I, to me it feels wrong to thanks about to prioritize um her guilt is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. i don't know yeah no i understand what you're saying it's uh like i mean yeah you um you're a consequentialist <laughs> um yeah, I mean, um, I take it you understand why she feels guilty. You just think that that's, it's selfish to uh, to focus on that, given that you had a responsibility, right? Yes. Like, yeah. deal with it. Like, you're, yeah, you're going to feel guilty. It sucks. It's a shitty position to be in. But, like, why is you feeling bad more important than the lives of all these people? Mm-hmm. I mean, she still got the job done, and she's still doing her job, and you know, kind of um, powering through it but she's mm-hmm. kind of devastated mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and still do your duty yeah. carry out your responsibility but yeah no I totally get what you're saying um any other thoughts about this about Raven's yeah. moral flexibility yeah. oh no no I had I had some other thoughts about other things but not about this all right, so you want to move on to other thoughts? <laughs> About other things? Um, yeah, and will actually. So, oh, oh, I actually had a couple more just like, I mean, I guess these can be will actually. I'll, I'll just do them really quickly, and if you guys want to jump in. So the the offline planet is Earth, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, all right, cool. Um, Jordan, inconsistencies. Yeah, these are actually some good will actuallys. I'm just <laughs> going to use that for these. Um, Jordan, um, killing sanctum idiots is wrong, but killing the Bardo bees is a-okay. You know, like he like like Raven like killed a bunch of people all of a sudden, and, and Jordan's like, "That's cool." And you're like, "Wait, you were just a hippie of five minutes ago." And he just goes back to your pushing chubby Joe off the bridge. I don't know. Um, and before they go into the anomaly stone, whatever the fuck. I love that, like, Clark didn't remember that Maddie existed until Gaia was like, I'll stay behind. (laughs) And Miller, like, they must have cut a scene between Miller and Jackson being in a fight even more because Miller didn't even question it. It was so weird. Okay. I'm not the only one. No, not at all. I think it's like what made me upset because I was talking about earlier about having to be in these, like, 
long ass montage time jump scenes like all the characters like that we've been following since season one like why are we not like giving them moments that are emotional and catching us up on the relationships that need upkeep more than we need new characters full-on encyclopedia backstory like why why so that like we could have gotten so mad we could have done like a a wordless check-in with everyone on sanctum as like a montage of like jackson and miller like having problems somebody storms off or whatever and like you know uh somehow somehow jordan is like you know playing with a gun like he walked into the anomaly stone with a fucking gun you're like weren't you just a like a holier than thou pacifist like telling people about your dad like two episodes ago being like i don't know my dad wouldn't be cool with us killing a bunch of people and you're like oh it's fine when raven kills a bunch of you know b shirts i guess um yeah and oh and, and another thing another thing i'm just gonna go off on my well actually so the bardo bees can they not see each other when they're invisible? Or did we miss like a scene of Raven reprogramming so that she could sneak up on them and be invisible and then shoot them all? Okay. Like, would they not have noticed like, Hey, there's an invisible person that we don't recognize. Um, I know seriously, like there's no biometric scan on the suit. Like anyone can just put it on and it's like, I'll give you all my information. Yeah. Like, so well, no, I mean like when Raven was being invisible and like, shot all the people uh, you know at the end or whatever and you're just kind of like well so did they not see her coming or did she tinker with the suit and she was invisible or maybe she doesn't have a chip it, it was enough of a plot hole to be like could we have just had like a throwaway line like man you, even jordan being like man it's a good thing we reprogram that suit or whatever <laughs> like yeah and also these are such advanced suits um someone on reddit said this i wish i could say who um because i'm just completely stealing their thoughts um, but they said, like, oh, so these suits are able to be invisible, but you can't make them bulletproof. <laughs> because, like, that's technology we have in our prehistoric era, you know, but they don't so, have that then. <laughs> girlfriend and I recently watched all of the John Wick movies. And part of it is John Wick goes to this very tans- fancy tailor in Italy and, like, gets a suit made that is somewhat bulletproof. And so, like, if John Wick in our modern time can go to Italy and get a normal-looking suit that happens to have bulletproof properties, surely the Bardo Bees could have... <laughs> but, oh, but I guess it wasn't bullets. It was, like, blasters. So maybe it, like, maybe it, like, cardiac arrests them. Like, if they get shot with it, it, like, I don't know, electrodes their hearts or something. I don't Schmeiss. fucking know. <laughs> Schmeitz, Schmeitz. All right, those are all my well actuallys. I'm done now. <laughs> uh, Bubs, do you have any well actuallys? Oh, I just wanted to finish saying because I, I, I think it should be mentioned that there was a nice Clark Raven moment. Um, so I appreciated that. Um, although I feel like it would have been really cool if Clark was kind of a little bit bitter. About Raven, like, now understanding and, you know, she's like, yeah, this is like, you're like in her head, like, you're so mean to me, our friends are missing and kind of just being a little bit short. And then later them having that moment where Raven says with words, like, I get it now. Like, I'm so sorry that I was so hard on you. Um, and then and Clark then, can be like, you've been like this for years. You've done horrible shit for years, <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. Then have like a payoff moment where they like, you know, 
they're like, you see it all on screen that they get to that place. That's not just understanding, but like deciding to like kind of fix their bond. Oh, I had a question. So we've talked about this whole Gaia Clark thing. Mm -hmm. How did you read their goodbye at the rotating infinity stone? Was that, are they leading with romance? Are we still like, is it friendship? What do you think? (laughs) I think it's trying to be romance. Okay. But, and like, I, I hate saying there isn't chemistry because I know that's said a a lot about like interracial relationships. So I don't, I don't want to be like a horrible person. Like maybe I'm just a horrible person. Um, not for this. Well, <laughs> I mean, Bellamy and Clark are also an interracial relationship, so whatever. But, like, I, I just, I'm not feeling it, but I, like, the intention feels like it's there. Is interesting. So, like, it's like, um, Echo's acting in, um, the garden. Like, you feel what's supposed to be happening. But, and like, yet. you don't feel, feel it. Yeah, like, the way that, like, Gaia is... I feel like Gaia is making heart eyes, but Clark is not. <laughs> yeah. Gaia always so. makes heart eyes. Gaia does? She has very hearty eyes. Maybe she's just real fucking thirsty and is like, guys, I'm not a fucking priest. <laughs> like, somebody can get it. And, <laughs> and, like, remember that scene last season where, like, Gaia gives Miller a pep talk? And that was a good scene. It, it, it felt like, I'm not saying it was romantic chemistry, I'm, but I'm saying like that, like, like it reverberated. Like it, and again, something. I feel bad bringing that up because I'm like, well, they're both black. So then it's not an interrelation, interracial relationship. So I'm falling into the same like pitfalls. But like, I, I don't know. I did, I did feel that that was a moment. I, and I felt another moment when they looked at each other where there was like kind of like an under, I don't know. Maybe I'm just horrible. Maybe, maybe, maybe Gaia's trying to get it, and Clark is like, "Not now is not the fucking time." But call me in a, you know. But you have my number. Send me a DM. <laughs> like at like three AM, Gaia's gonna like text her and be like, "What you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what you wearing?" Yeah, exactly. What's up? What's up? Oh my god! Did you? Did you? Are you catching vibes, Shaheen? Uh, I, I I agree with the sentiment that was expressed. I think the intention is that. Um, it was meant to be romantic, um, or sparkly, you know, but, uh, it's either the acting or directing or just, I don't know, the actors are resentful or, um, they changed it or something. It's just, yeah, it's not exactly there. It doesn't make you moist. Or is the whole <laughs> chemistry thing. All right. Well, <laughs> is that it? Any other? Well, actually, thoughts? do you want to say yours? Oh, I. Oh, sorry. Were you done? Um. Well, that wasn't my. Well, actually, that was like my finish from the other section. I. Did, oh, I see. did I have one actually? <laughs> yeah, some stuff here. Oh wait, you had one. Uh... Oh, so is the show going to talk about how you can? travel back in time because like remember how hope comes back stabs octavia and then they all go chasing after hope and um bellamy disappears because he's gets taken by the honeycomb people and then hope um finds in her arm like trust bellamy so so bellamy don't we assume that she heard it from octavia yeah, I would assume that, like, Octavia is the one who told her to do that. Oh, okay. 
that okay? Yes, that makes a lot more sense, actually. Okay. I thought, well, because I guess we, I, I was going off of, like, Bellamy from Beyond and Hope know each other. I, why did I think that? Like, that's so <laughs> obvious that, like, Octavia <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's weird because we saw what happened. Octavia and Dioza just disappeared and uh, Little Hope was left alone on the planet. Um, but clearly Little Hope turned into Big Hope and she at least, she she has been to Bardo. Yeah. Okay, so Octavia told her in Bardo, I guess. I guess, unless they went to yet another planet. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. Yeah. Well, speaking of planets, um, <laughs> uh, I, I love how all of the, every single planet they, they happen to portal to has breathable atmosphere. Like, well, why would they put a portal on a planet that they couldn't breathe on? Well, I mean, they did someone put these portals there, or are they just wormholes? Like, wormholes are natural phenomena. They're, no one puts them there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, I actually had the same thoughts uh, while watching Shira, Princesses of Power, and this is the umpteenth time that I will bring this up, <laughs> is that they, like, totally go to different planets and are like, cool, we can breathe, and you're like, huh, that's convenient. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so let's uh, talk about movies, shows, books, games, other media to recommend. Cool. Um, uh, Joe? Um, I will recommend uh, a show called Beforeners. Um, and it's a play on before and foreigners. Um, it's a it's a Norwegian show. So it's not show. be foreigners. No, it's Beforeners. Beforeners. Yeah. Um, or possibly We Be Foreigners. But anyway, whatever. Um, it is, it's available, I think, on HBO right now, the first season. Uh, they're filming the second season. It's, it's already been out in Europe for a while. It's, um, it's a Norwegian show, so you have to read. Um, but the premise is it's a modern day. And then all of a sudden, out of fucking nowhere, um, there are these, like, flashes in, in water and... I, I don't know if it's exclusive to Norway that they're in water because apparently it happens all over the world, but we're, we're following these Norwegians. Um, and people from different, from a specific set of different time periods, like people from the 19th century, people from, I think, like the age of the Vikings and then some prehistoric people, they suddenly appear in our modern age. And it's like, they have to sort of be integrated into a modern society and some people don't want to be and some people like do it really well. And like our story actually like is, is following um, this, this Norwegian detective and he gets partnered with the first Viking um, woman to like join the police force. Um, and so she's like, you know, from a thousand years ago or whatever. Um, and like, she's fantastic. She's amazing. Like at one point, like she like gets out of the car to like go grab a piece of moss because she's on her period and she didn't have anything. So she just like shoves a piece of moss down her pants. She's oh like, what? God. What are you going to do? Um, but it's, it's, it reminds me a lot of humans in the way that it asks some really interesting questions and doesn't have a big budget and yet really does some great wonderful character work like it, i think that the first scene is only like six or eight episodes like we were super sad when we finished it we were like wait where's the rest of this um but it's already been renewed and it's already been being worked on um it's it's really good and interesting and f and surprisingly funny 
Um, but it's definitely like a very like, you know, your standard sort of very European feeling show. Um, it's not like flashy or sexy or anything, but like it's a really interesting sort of question of like, what the fuck do you, would you do? And, you know, there's a lot of like, not racism, it, they're called timists, timesists, <laughs> um, which is, you know, like prejudice against people from different time periods, you know, people are like, you know, Norway for Norwegians only, and you're kind of like, well, technically they were there before you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, there's, there's, uh, I was selling bubs on this earlier, there's a prehistoric guy who is just nude all the time. Like, he is, he is just nude, and there is a lot of wiener that you see, and he's just like, walking around chilling, because whatever, he's, he was there 10,000 years ago, who gives a shit? Um... <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I would I would really recommend that sounds for really interesting. It does. I think, I think you would really like it, Shaheen. Like, I yeah, think, I think, it sounds like something I would really like. Yeah. yeah, it's slow. Like, there's nothing like crazy exciting, but like, it's there's sort of a mystery unraveling, and like, can you travel backwards in time? Like, how did this start? Like, there was like a woman who washed up on the beach who looked like she was you know from a previous time period, but was she? And like, there are like weird people who feel modern people who feel like they were born in the wrong time so they choose to live and like adapt their lives to like be old timey like it's 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 fun i like it yeah so add it to your list cool that sounds awesome yeah all right bobs god that was so long my recommendations are always boring because i'm always like one step behind one of you guys and (laughs) so like i just picked up Shira again because I'd watched it like before but I didn't get very far so I like rewatched the first few episodes and I'm like half or probably three quarters of the way through season one um and it's adorable like they're the characters are like adorable um, but it gets so good in season two like it gets like fucking real in season two I mean like I'm already on board um I love oh, cartoons I'm like a huge cartoon person like Star vs. the Forces of Evil is like one of my favorite shows of all time like not cartoons like shows um and so <laughs> yeah I'm excited to go on this journey <laughs> and I've heard really great things from like everybody <laughs> Um, and the other thing that I started was Dead to Me, which was also something that people were talking about nonstop. And I'm not far. Apparently season two is, like, amazing and season one's, like, okay. Um, but I, I am, like, I'm still on season one and I'm still, I am intrigued by everything going on. It's, and it's, like, funny despite being very morbid. Um, so I kind of like that humor. So if anyone else is morbid out there, I think that they might like the show. (laughs) Morbid funny, not just morbid. Um, and... Yeah, I guess those are my two recommendations. All right. Cool. I don't really have anything. Um, I guess since we talked about Hive Minds, um, I will just um, plug season four of Rick and Morty. Um, <laughs> there's an episode with, uh, with a sort of a Hive Mind thing, but it was really that was a really good episode. So that was who we dated, right? Um. No, that that's an episode from uh, a previous season, oh. season three, I think. But it was, it had a similar theme, yeah. Um, okay. So some people have compared it to that. Um. Okay. Well. All right. If there's nothing else, um, this is a fucking disaster. That <laughs> <laughs> was okay. <laughs> um, I think it was I drank good. all my beer though, Bob. <gasps> I'm so proud of you. Thank um, you. We're not. We haven't signed out yet (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um remind to um just um reminder to tweet us um come yell 
Yellows on Twitter, um, or Gmail or whatever. Got and it. uh yeah, maybe geek again. Bye everyone. Bye.